Yo, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy So-So, in case you ain't no-so. And welcome back to another dope episode of Sports with So-So. Coming to you live from CIC Miami, y'all. This week, we start things off with the Miami Heat as they get ready to tip off their season this Thursday. The Panthers get their season started off with two straight wins. We also talk a little playoff baseball, which is in full swing. And of course, we get to the Miami Dolphins and the Miami Hurricanes' poor performances. It's time to take a ride, y'all. Let's go! Yes, we are. We're here. You all right, man? I got this. I'm going to do this today, okay? Dolphins suck. Kane suck. That's the episode. All right. <laughs> well, Joel's done for the rest of the season, guys. He can't take it anymore. Um, the Dolphins are obviously getting to people, and it's happening. <laughs> He's back. I'm so glad we're not starting off with that topic because this that would set an angry tone for this show. And not, we're not here to be angry. We're nah, here man. to give you folks, the listeners, uh, you know, an escape from reality, a positive vibe from your everyday issues and your you know your trials and tribulations. So How about some winning. Let, let's go with let let let's kick off with the most prominent, most prolific, yes, most winningest franchise in South Florida. Some Shall would we? say the greatest. Yes, some would say the greatest, and we're talking about the Miami Heat. Um, they get ready to tip off their season Thursday against the championship team Bucks, albeit we're going to be at home. And um, I'm excited, man. You know, I'm more excited than I've ever been for a heat season since, like, the LeBron days. Oh, yeah. Because I really feel like this team has enough talent and enough depth around it with some real playmakers that can really carry us a long, long way this year. You know, a long, long way this year. And we've seen it in bits and pieces, right? But one thing that we've seen so far in the preseason, especially, or even in the offseason, right, is our two young players really take a next step, it seems, right? We, we're talking about Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo. Mainly Bam because we've seen his maturity throughout the, the season – and even when he was playing in the Olympics, like he, we saw him mature because he had to play with a bunch of older guys who were seasoned vets of, of the Olympics and, you know, being a leader and having to step up in certain roles and play in certain ways that he wasn't used to playing for the Heat because obviously Olympic style basketball is different. But he's really look, looking like he's ready to take that next step, you know. And somebody that we also see that looks like ready for that next step is Tyler Hero. And Tyler Hero's been on a tear, especially through the preseason, bro. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, like. Well, I mean, e- Ethan Skolnick, you know, shout out to Ethan Skolnick again for, for being on last week's episode. Thanks for get, again for calling in. Um, but, he, you know, he, he talked about it and he's talked about it on the five, uh, the five reasons podcast. Um, you know, that Tyler Hero's developing this mid range shot, which is, you know, arguably one of the worst shots in, in NBA basketball because of the fact that, you know, it's it's not a three point, so it's not that risk reward where, you know, if you're you're shooting it's from beyond the arc, you're at least getting an extra point and it's not as easy or as far as efficiency goes, you know, close range. But I mean, it, you gotta give what the defense is you, know, you gotta take what the defense is giving you. And if if Hero, you know, doing something like that as far as taking more of those pop up jumpers, you know, from fifteen, sixteen feet away is gonna help 
open up other other avenues for for scoring like you know Duncan or PJ Tucker over on the wings or you know Jimmy or Lowry getting to the to the basket you know whatever whatever the case may be that's only going to help the heat you know and we're that's one thing I'm really looking forward to this season and I really want to keep my eye on is is Tyler Hero I think a lot of people are um you know because of the fact that he, he was so important that first year for us that that run you know his rookie year and then he kind of took a step back last year so we want to see if he bounces back in his yeah, third year. He definitely did take a step back last year. You know, as far as the big leap that he took, right? He took such a huge leap as a rookie that it was kind of hard for him to replicate that back-to-back seasons. He hit that s- sophomore slump, and it showed. But this preseason and even in the offseason, like we were talking about, he, he's really shown a dedication to get better, right, to work on his game, work on his, on his craft, even gain some strength. We've seen him – put on some extra yep. pounds of muscle, which only would benefit him because if he continues to go to the lane and stuff like that, having that extra muscle and being used to being like hit like that, he would be more accustomed to finishing at the rim. He's always been a good finisher, but this would only help that in his game, along with the shooting that he's already shown before where he can get hot and drop 30 on a single on any single night, right? Tyler Hero and Bam, if those two guys have that type of season that we think they can have, then you think about the rest of the squad where we haven't even discussed Duncan and like how his game is going to be able to really free those guys, right? With the threat of him always hitting a three, Jimmy, Kyle, we got a really, really good lineup there where the offense is going to be way more high powered than what we've seen, especially in the past couple of seasons. You know what I mean? Like we're going to see this team scoring a hundred points easily Night in, night out, I feel like. Or at least in the 90s, high 90s, mid-90s. We, should, we shouldn't have any issues. We shouldn't. Not, right? in, that, not in the department. And no. if we're good defensively, right, if we're good defensively, then that just means that we can really be in a position where we're one of the most dangerous teams in the league, right? If we can be top 10 in offense and defense, man, that makes you a pretty world-round team, which could only lead to more success. And something that I wrote down earlier uh, – Today, and we'll get to it, is like some of my predictions. A lot of that has to do with how much success we do find on offense. And with Spolstra going into his 14th year as head coach of the Heat, I feel like this is probably one of the best, if not most talented teams that he's had since like a LeBron James team. That's almost like eight, nine years ago already. I mean, yeah. I mean, barring obviously the the Heatles. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is the most talent that that Spo has has had um, outside of that. I mean, uh, he's he, this is his team he's been working on for the last few years now, right? Jimmy Jimmy was that first piece. We had some good draft pieces in, in Hero, Bam, and uh, Duncan. Uh, you know, we go out and now we sign, to your point, something you've talked about for the better half Forever. of the year. About, you know, the point guard being the, the heart of that, that offense or any offense for that matter in today's NBA. And we go out and we get a veteran former champion in Kyle Lowry. I, I, Lowry's probably one of the ones I'm most intrigued by this year, mm. obviously, because, you know, we've seen what Hero can do when he's on fire, right? To your point, 30, 40 points, whatever. Uh, Duncan, same thing. You know, Jimmy taking over games, offense, defense. Bam, making big plays, big blocks when he needs to. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, we've seen all that stuff, and I'm excited to see all that, but we haven't seen Lowry just yet. and Not in the Heat uniform, right? And we haven't seen him alongside Jimmy Butler. We saw what it was like 
when him and Demar were together and clicking, they, those those boys just had love for each other, and they would go off and each put up forty points in a night at will if they wanted to. So I really want to see what he's gonna, what his attack is gonna be, like what his angle is gonna be on the court. You know what I mean? Is it just gonna be facilitating and trying to find those people, or is Lowry still gonna be like, you know what, I can take over when I need to? So I'm I'm curious to see what we're gonna get out of Lowry, especially in this first game against Milwaukee. Yeah, me too, man. Because that's a primetime game, right? We're obviously gonna be on on TNT that night. Everybody's gonna be watching to see what the Heat has. And to your point, I really feel like Kyle Lowry's best asset is his defense, right? And that alone is gonna tr- help us tremendously because we used to get burned a lot at that guard position right. on defense, and now. We're not going to be burned at that spot. Yeah, his, I'm not saying it's going to be like defense is going to turn is going to turn into offense. It's right. going to create offensive plays. You know, and I don't think the, we talked about it before. I don't see Lowry having to be the 20 point a night guy, but the nights that we're like, hey, nobody has it, and you can tell nobody has it. Be the floor general, take over, and whether that means you're going to be extra aggressive and get into the hoop, or you know, playing the pick and roll with a specific shooter or something like that then that's what Lowry's going to do. And it's going to be an interesting aspect how much that translates into wins because I can I can point to a few games last year, especially in the playoffs, where I'm like, bro, if we had a point guard, that stupid type of possession wouldn't have happened, right? Or that succession of possessions wouldn't have happened where we couldn't generate a good play on offense or a good look on offense. Kyle Lowry's going to change that dramatically because he's going to be able to generate the shot either himself or really – do his best within that time that's left over in the shot clock to put us in a position to get a good shot. Whether that's an alley-oop to Bam, uh, a quick pass to Jimmy for a jump shot, a, uh, a pass outside in the corner to Duncan for a three or to Hero for a three. Those are the type of plays that we needed last year that we didn't have. And now we have Kyle Lowry who's going to be there in that role in those crunch time moments to yeah, do that. down the stretch. Right? Down I mean, the obviously, I want to see him, you know, get hot early on, get the hot hand, and, and, you know, oh, we got Lowry. All right, but if he's quiet the whole game, and at the end of the game, down the stretch where it counts the most, he turns it on, and he shows Bob. us, you know, in these moments, I'm going to deliver. I mean, what, what more do we need? You know, we have Jimmy that we know Jimmy can deliver in those moments, but right. we saw what happened in, in, in the bubble in the finals against the Lakers. You know, everybody remembers a picture of him kind of resting up against the, you know, man, he the, was gassed. the barricades. He was just gas, man. He was doing it all for us. And he was drawing fouls. He was scoring at will. He was, you know, on defense. He was just uh, being a menace all around. And he was gassed. So yes. now the fact that if, if he's doing, you know, his thing on the defensive side of the ball, and then down the stretch, you know, now we need a, a general to lead us down the court. Normally we would give it to him. Whereas, I mean, we got Lowry now, man. In my, in my mind. Why not get put it in Lowry's hand down the stretch? Either one of those guys. And either right. one of those guys can create for the other person and those around them. Yeah. So in my eyes, I, got, I, I can put four names off the top of my dome right now where I can be like, yeah, I'm comfortable with any one of these guys taking a last, sh- last shot for us and feeling confident in them being able to make it. That goes Jimmy, Lowry, um, Hero has made big shots for us. Duncan has okay. made big shots for us. And now I'm putting even Bam in that position where he can put something on the on the floor real quick by the rim and hit a floater. We got five guys who can probably finish a game for us when and if we need it. That's such a threat. And that type of threat is what really led me to my predictions, you know, because I had a homie ask me this past weekend, like, you know, not – 
being Sports with Soso podcast, what would your realistic expectations be for the Heat? And I told him, I was like, man, realistically, and I'm going to stick to it right now, I really see us being in third position because in in finishing third, right, that means that, A, we won a lot of games, right, but B, we expected Brooklyn and Milwaukee to do what they did, and they ended up being as the number one and number two team in the in the East, which is okay. But at our highest peak, I really see us being in that second position where we can, I don't want to say be clear above a team like Milwaukee or Brooklyn, depending on their situations go throughout the season. But just in terms of like, having the most amount of wins where we were losing games last year that were whack, close games that we wouldn't lose this year. And that alone is going to translate. You know what I mean? I really got us winning 48 games this year. 48 and that's low, Captain. 48. You know, that'll be 48 so and just, 34. Just, a, just 12 above games, 500. 12 games over 500, right? And when you think about it, like – that's that's almost a really successful season for Milwaukee or for Brooklyn if they didn't have certain pieces, right? That's our that's probably the highest. Can we get into the fifties? Maybe. Maybe. But that means that a lot of things are clicking. Bam is clicking, Hero's clicking, Duncan's clicking, Jimmy's clicking, uh, PJ Tucker's clicking, uh, Max, Max Struess turns out to be a real player. Uh, Omar Oladipo, when Oladipo he comes, back. comes back and he's back to his old self, you know what I mean? Which we're not going to see for a long time. Right, we're not going to see so, until probably 2022. But if if we can get a, a good hot start right now to the start of the season yeah, man. and get, I mean, I think the most important thing, we know we can win at home, right? We know we when we come road. back to... I'm not going to call it FTX, the AAA, <laughs> that it, it, it's our environment, you know what I mean, the, the, the crowd gets it going, and, and I really feel like the team feeds off of them no matter what. But on the road, last year we struggled, and that's A something lot. that we need to start building good habits early on, and we need to get some early, some big early road wins, man. Yeah, and, and, and you know when what? Victor comes in, we know where to you know, kind of fit him in or where we think we can fit him in. Right, and, and to your point, we get an early test right out the gate. We play the Indiana Indiana uh, Pacers, Pacers on Saturday. So we got Milwaukee at home to start off the season. Very tough matchup, right? Got to see where you stand against the champs. And then, boom, right right to start the road trip. Uh, freaking hard-ass place for the Heat to win, which is in that Pacers arena, bro. I don't know what it is. That yeah, but we, there, we've but had the Pacers. I mean, we've had their number for the recently, last, last few years. Recently, yeah, the Pacers you know, but it's always to be with that, that always rivalry. a tough challenge. You know what I mean? It, right. to, to win in no, that on arena. the road, any any early game on the road, you know, it's it's gonna it's gonna be a challenge. So, um, I wanted to get your take yeah, on these up? two things, though. All right. Oh, I want to go back. So you said, uh, what was your third count? in the East? Third in the East, and how many wins? Forty eight. Uh, I'm, so the, your over under is fifty. You're going with the under. I'm going to go with the over, man. I think we went over fifty games this year. I like that dog. And I, and, but I do like third in the East. I think uh, I think third in the East is a, a reasonable expectation. Right. Um, I give respect to Milwaukee, and um, I, I still give Brooklyn their respect just because of the fact they got Harden and, and Kevin Durant. And Kevin like Durant. Kevin More Durant. so Kevin Durant than exactly. Anything. If they had just Harden, it'd be a different story. But because of the KD, you got it's a different beast yeah, that we're this, talking about is, right there. This is going to be a, a different season for them. So I, yeah, I'm with you there. All right, over or under Bam 25 points per game this year. I'm going to say under. I went over. 
And I, uh, my, I, my my heart, you know, my fandom says, yeah, he definitely will. But I don't, I don't, I don't see that happening. Especially now, you know, we got so many more mouths to feed on the team. Uh, Twenty five, I think, is a stretch for 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 this year. But I can see him, you know, definitely over twenty. He was he was already flirting with twenty. He was he ended up the season like at nineteen eight, nineteen nine, yeah. which is really like twenty twenty points per game. He he had some bad games down the stretch. He would have been at twenty one point eight, but whatever. Just by him improving his free throws and the two to three assists that he's going to be getting from Kyle Lowry, he can definitely average 25 points a night. Now, I don't think he'll be exploding for like 40 points a night, 40 points here, 40 points there. I don't think he's going to – he doesn't have that offensive capability, but he's going to be able to be a consistent guy where he's 10 or 14 for 26 points, you know, nine rebounds. He can do it. He can do it. Next one is going to be Hero. Over or under 21 points? 21. Wow. Where are you getting these figures? Are you I'm just, just making yo, these up? Are you no, just man. going Come off on. last year's stats? No, man. Come on. Based um, on what he's been doing in the preseason. Hero bro. over under 21 points for this season? I'll say over on that. Over? Yeah. Bro, if... Because if. he has a lot more offense to him. You know what I mean? I think that Duncan... Right. You know, Duncan has the three ball. Bam needs to be in the paint. But Hero... Hero can shoot the three. He can shoot from anywhere on the court. He can take it to the rim. Yeah. He can create a lot more. Op- you know what I mean? That, that's why. And then the number of 21, you know, it's not 25. You asked me 25, it's a different that's story. That's way too high. But 21, you, you, you gave me a good number there where I think I think he can average 22 points a night. I don't think that's unreasonable. I, you see, I'm with you, and I wholeheartedly agree, right? But I don't think he'll do the 21 points, over 21 points. I think he'll be right around that range, right, 20, 19, 21 but that's still real hella good, bro. Of course. Because if he's averaging that, then that just makes that second position a more realistic possibility for the Heat because that just translates into more wins and more wins and more wins. So let's see, man. It's going to get started Thursday. We're going to be live and we're going to be checking it out. So we're going to see how it goes down. I, I can't wait, man. I'm looking forward to it. Basketball, the preseason's already has been crazy. Um, and now we got a real season this year, right? Last a real year we team. came off the, you know, the short off season. We had the right. bubble and all weird. that. It was kind of a weird time, you know, still in the middle of the pandemic. Granted, we're still in this pandemic, but now we're starting basketball on time, the middle of October, and I, I can't wait for this weekend. We're going to have basketball, football, hockey, playoff baseball. I mean, it's a lot. This is the best time it's of year lot. right now. It's a lot. And we a got lot. golf. Rory, Rory McIlroy is in the winners column again yesterday, uh, two days ago. I mean, it's just. It's the best so time much. of year for sports it's just right so now. Much. It's, it's the best. It's the best. Well, a team that's been winning so far to start off their season is the Florida Panthers, and they're picking up right where they left off. Hot streak. And before I even get into the rest of the season, we got to talk about the biggest news that they've had. Um, we mentioned it in the podcast a couple of episodes ago, but that was Alexander Barkov signing an eight-year, $80 million extension with the Panthers. That just means they're really committed they're to excellence. Mm-hmm. What we were talking about with those other franchises and, and schools, right? Where they're really showing that they are committed to the type of excellence that they're trying to sustain and achieve, right? Because you look back at the Panthers in the last five years, steady growth every year. Boom, 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 boom. Now they're threatening to, you know, win divisions, be really good, um, go all the way to the Stanley Cup finals now, possibly win the Stanley Cup finals. They're building up, boom, 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 to that championship status, and investing in your best players, the guys that are really showing that heart and passion and what that commitment to excellence means to them, right, and what it means to you as a franchise, that's a great way to get everybody else motivated 
in order to head into the season and say, all right, we got our captain with us. He's here for the long run. He's going to lead us the right way. Let's all get behind them. And it's really shown how how they started their season, bro. I think that they're more than capable of, of returning to the playoffs and, you know, being one of the best teams in the NHL. Um, but I think the most important thing, and excuse me, I was moving the mic there. Um, I think the most important thing is we got to beat Tampa. We we got to beat the Ray. Uh, got to beat Tampa. Uh, the Lightning. I'm sorry, the Rays. Uh, we got to beat the Lightning, man. They, they, you know, we we had a first round sweep last year in the playoffs. You know, we were real excited um, to go out there and and show them what we had, and they just had their way with us. Yeah, but um, they they were also one of the best teams in the NHL. hundred uh, percent. Right? So I feel like any whichever team would have won that probably would. Pro- Definitely would have made it to the finals. Oh, right? well, we, we don't know, man. The Islanders were streaking last year. They were they were real hot up until they met Tampa. So if, if it would have been the Panthers and and the Islanders, who, who knows what we would have been there. streaking? I, we we don't know. We don't know. But I think the the goal obviously is obviously the playoffs again. Um, Stanley Cup Finals is always the ultimate goal. But I think it's a matter of we got to get out of the first round. Right. Yeah. That's that's something that haunts Miami sports is that first round of the playoffs, man. And once we get past that, it's like instant championships. <laughs> exactly. Once you pass that, it's like boom, we can make it through all the way. But, Congratulations, you passed the hardest. But can we talk for a second? I'm sorry, I know we got some other things to talk about on the Panthers, but can we talk about how crazy the difference is in contracts between like hockey and basketball? Yeah, eight years, eighty, 80 million. million. No, nothing to sneeze at. Fantastic deal. That's a lot of money. Long term deal. As a hockey player, that's what you want. But you got guys in the NBA making that in four years. Yeah, some guys even making that in like three years. A lot of a lot of those guys would say undeservedly. How making crazy that money. is that disparity, dude? But that that just shows you the the power of the NBA, right? And yeah. how much money that shit generates, right? right? As compared to any other major sports, pretty much the only sports that can kind of go toe to toe with with the NBA is the NFL. Yeah, right, because of the fan base that they have. But then again, you're only in there for. 18 weeks, 20 weeks, right? And then NBA season's giving you four, six months of freaking basketball. That's just, it's just a different level. You know what I mean? I just wanted to touch on that, man, because that's crazy. But that, it, that's it great for him because, you know, that's that just shows guys like, you know, the, the rookie, uh, or not rookie, now he's going to be a sophomore, Spencer Knight, the guy yeah. that had a big yeah. outing last year, came out. Um, you know, you, you do good things, man. We're going to take care of you. You know, we're here to take care of our guys, the guys that we're willing to invest in. And, I mean, that that was a hell of an investment we just made. Absolutely. And, again, not only making the investment, but making the right investment, right, and having it pay off dividends almost immediately. And they did some of that, too, when they when they signed Aaron Eckblatt, right, a couple of years ago. They signed him to the deal, and, boom, he's been one of the big pieces of this offense and defense, right? So now you got Barkov in for the long run. You got Eckblatt back. You Pick up a guy like Sam Bennett last year, you know, who's towards the end of the year playing really well for you and scoring goals. Guy comes out and scores a hat trick against the Islanders this past game. But, you know, these are the type of additions that we've seen happen to the Heat to be like, oh, yeah, look at look at their progression. Oh, they're, they're getting there. They're getting that. Oh, they got the steam. Now they're going to go and make that run for the championship. I think this is the year for the Panthers to get that championship, bro. I think this is it. I, re- I really like it, man. I really like to to get excited for uh, something other than the heat. You yeah, know what I mean? man. Because you you know that the football in this this town doesn't get us riled it's up trash, anymore. Man. It's trash. And the baseball, the baseball is like we we still have hope. 
You know what I mean? Like we still it's have. Good. Like, it's not there. It's, we, it's, we, it doesn't we, have the steam, right? But we, we give them the pass for right now because we we're rebuilding. You know what I mean? When right. the last three years has been a rebuilding kind of phase, and I'm hoping to bet bigger and better things next year. But right now, uh, as everything stands, I mean, we're we're only through five games this season for some guys, four games for us. We're two and two, or I'm sorry, we're um, we're two and zero. Oh, so two games played. Yep. We're two and zero. Oh. Uh, behind the Senators, who are two and one, and the Maple Leafs, who are two and one. But we got but a big we all game have the Tuesday. Same amount of points. We, we have got four, a big game tomorrow. Scoring. We got a big game tomorrow. We tonight, have, when you're hearing this, tonight when you're hearing this, we'll be playing the Tampa Bay Lightning, and yeah, you know it's That's a big matchup. That's it's a big one. matchup. Anytime we play Tampa Bay, the rest of the season, because it's going to be almost like a regular season now, like where you're playing more teams, more like less often. And that was the other thing. Too, that was another thing. You know, year. a lot of repetitors playing the same team yeah. over and over again. Yeah. Um, but the Panthers need to make. Their presence known to that Tampa Bay team and be like, hey, you can't fuck with us, pretty much. Because this is a team that's, again, being driven towards a championship. We have all the meanings of that you would need, right? We got a great goalie. We got good backups. There's a lot of depth in the defensive rotation. You got forwards who can play defensively and offensively at the same time. So now you're even more uh, versatile as a squad. And you got a great head coach with a lot of experience and a GM who's backing them, making the right decisions, steady communication between the two in order to say, how else can we improve this team? That's something that's going to lead to a championship real soon. And I really think it's going to be this year for the Panthers. So if you're listening to my voice, do not sleep on the Panthers Go out there and watch some games because I promise you, you will. Two things. Number one, you're going to be entertained. And number two, you're going to be cold. But most occasions, the Panthers are going to win at home, man, because they're just a badass team. And we need to get behind them now early in the season so that when it comes down to the playoffs, they, they really feel the love. Yep. They got the, the lightning, like uh, Soso said, tonight. Uh, Thursday, they, got, they play the Avalanche at home. And then they're on the road Saturday, October 23rd against the Flyers. So check them out. We'll recap next week on next week's episode on that. Absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned playoff baseball, and there's a big game. It's been crazy. Like, Have you been, been watching nuts. what's been going on, Dogs? You know me. I'm a Red Sox fan. I, I, know, low, I, I know, know. I know. I know. I know. I know you are. I'm wearing so, a 305 shirt. Don't remind me, Doug. Red. Don't remind me. I mean, so we got we got the um, the Dodgers are going up against the, the Braves, the Braves right the now. The the first game. Huh. And then we Dodgers got the Dodgers the and, and the, Ast- and the uh, Astros. No. We got the Red Sox and the Astros. Red Sox, Astros, sorry. Correct. Dodgers, tied one Dodgers, one. Braves. Tied one one. And then tonight's game three. Um well Monday night was is gonna be game three or was game three <laughs> in Fenway. We'll let you know how that goes. Uh on the Instagram. But it's been exciting, right? And playoff baseball is always exciting, man. It's almost like the most drama field of the sports because every pitch counts, every inning counts. Yeah. Now you're making a sub. This guy's cold. Is he going to get the guy? Oh, he got the ground ball for the double play. Dramatic. Is he safe? He bobbled it. There's a lot of shit that could happen in a baseball game, and playoff baseball just happens to accentuate that and be like, oh, this is my mistake? <laughs> We're going to put it in front of the world now, you know, and everybody's watching, and it's it's been really fun, like you said, and it's been super enjoyable for me because obviously the Red Sox are in it, beat the Yankees to get here, and now... That was a great game in its own, that wild great card game, game. Great game, you know, and now we face ourselves against a tough Houston Nationals team who's won a World Series recently, you know, been yeah. real successful as a club, and we've kind of got, like, some history with them because they've knocked us out. We've knocked them out. And now, now it's like, okay, both teams are in their primes. Both teams are really good. They're all healthy. Let's see what happens and who wins the, 
you know, the matchup. And Boston ended up winning that second game with two grand slams. I have to mention this. Two grand slams in the same inning, dog. Ridiculous. That's ridiculous. When was the last time that happened? That's never happened, <laughs> Papu. It's crazy. never happened. That's that's playoff baseball. That's for what you. playoff baseball brings to you, bro. History groundbreaking shit like yeah. that. Two grand slams in one inning. That shit, yeah. It was God, nuts. Dude. And the fact that Dusty Baker kept the pitcher in there, I felt so bad for him after it hit the second one. I was like, hey, yo, hey, get me out of yeah, here. Bro, dog. What are you doing? You know, you gotta get after me out of here. That first one, that's a that's a no no right there. Yeah. Not man. the good no no. Yeah, man. Not the good no no. Especially <laughs> That's a bad no no right there. Yeah, man. And, but like you said, bro, the playoffs have been amazing. Uh Dodgers, Astro uh, and the Braves. I didn't think the Braves would ever get there because I've seen them. We've seen them be good teams, but never be like that good since like you know way back in the days where they were really making some noise. But yeah. now they're hanging with the with the Dodgers. But the Dodgers just may have too much for them. You know, um, one thing they do have an advantage in is defense. I know that Atlanta is definitely the better defensive team, and if they can get three runs on a, on on San Diego uh, Los Angeles pitchers. Four runs and really make it a four-two, four-four slugfest type of game that really favors in Atlanta's direction because they're the heavier hitters of the two, right? Dodgers are just willing to go up two zip, three zip, three one, and just try to kill you with the amount of pitching and arms that they have. And obviously, that's a big, big threat. That in, works in for them. Baseball man, that works oh, for works. them. I mean, they're you know their uh, their strategy definitely is proven. You know? Absolutely, no, and it's successful, bro. Yeah. They know what's up. They definitely know what's up. I think it's time, bro. I don't Do you want to play the funeral music for I, the season I, or I, not yet? We want to save that. It up. I All right, cool. It up. We'll save that for next week. Let's let's talk about the Dolphins first, right? Okay. Uh, why do you want to get this started? What do you want to do for this? Number one, I want to say I told everybody privately, whoever asked me on the Instagram, hit up your boy for winners. Take Jacksonville. I mean, you said and it on said last it. week's podcast, and I said it because. It was the freaking perfect storm of things to happen. And then as I'm sitting there at 8.52 in the morning this Sunday, and I'm like, well, let's see let's see what happens, right? Got my breakfast in already, so in case I need to throw up, I got something in my stomach. But I look at the TV and I see, hmm, Xavier Howard out. Okay. Byron Jones also out. Okay. Devontae Parker also out. All right. Preston Williams. Also, and I was like, well, goddamn, who's playing? Because it felt like we were going out there with a skeleton crew to face these guys. That's when I knew, like, all right, some, something's going to go down where it's going to be the same Dolphins that I've seen in the worst of worst times, and that's what we got. Now, the one bright spot that I can say, right, is that this game was not on tour. No. Yeah, he had the pick. But he looked good. He looked efficient. He got the ball out of his hands real quick. He was pushing the offense when they needed to get pushed. I saw early in the first quarter, um, I, I think it was Gasecki. He made a big first down catch on third and two, and he was drawing with the linebacker. And I saw Tua go grab him by, like, uh, his horse collar pretty much and was like, yo, get your ass back to the line, to the huddle, and, and get them saw situated as he was continuing to find Jalen Waddle on the way to a touchdown. Tua looked like promised right very composed very accurate um except for that one blemish right on yeah. the interception which was a clear mix-up right it could happen um but other than that 
he had a really efficient game, a really good game. There was one other mistake that I can point to. There was a third down and two where he was running, scrambling to the left, and oh, he went to float and he, it. And he could have just picked up the... Tuck the, it. Yeah, and he was right the there. First. He could have slid and everything. And I guarantee you, if you ask him, like, yo... He wants that playback for want, sure. He would take that playback before he takes the, the interception because that one would have to, led to a touchdown. Um, but that's, that's the best part of what happened on Sunday. Other than that... Everything I mean, else was a mess. That first, that opening drive, that's like typical. I don't even want to say typical Dolphins, but holy shit, was that a whirlwind? Because was that opening drive beautiful? We start the game, we get the ball, we're 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 moving the ball down the field. Tua looks good. He he's making smart decisions. You know where he's throwing away the ball when he needs to. Putting the ball on the money on these guys with Waddle, with uh, Matt Collins, with Gasecki, who had over 100 yards, with um, not uh, Smith, not, Smith, uh, not Shaheen. It was Durham Smith, Smythe. Smythe. All, three, all three tight ends caught action. And, and I think a fourth tight end that we have as well even saw some action as well. Um, that, that opening drive, man, we had, a, we had a short you know situation. They take two out. They bring in Jacoby. You know, the co- it looks like, all right, we got a strategy here. We pick up the first down. Jacoby throws a beautiful pass down the field. Get him out of the game. Tua back in the game. Boom. They hook up Tua and Waddle with a beautiful little touchdown. I mean, we go up 7 nothing to start the game in London, and we're like, all right, this is it. You know, this is what we needed. We needed Tua back. We're ready. We're ready to go out there, and we're ready to turn this season around. And somehow, some way, man, we just let Trevor Lawrence – and uh, that Jaguars team just stay in it. We just could We didn't have enough, especially on defense. I mean, defense, we were definitely lacking, you know, our two starting corners. And we saw that. We saw easy, you know, easy grabs from the receivers, uh, picking up yardage. That touchdown by Marvin Jones in the corner, had that been Xavier Howard or Byron Jones, that never happened yep. right there. Yep. But, we're, you know, we're down a couple guys. Uh, Devontae Parker, like you said, was out. I don't know if that's he's out because of an injury or if they're trying to just shop him right now because that's the rumor is that we're looking to trade him. But I don't think we really missed him because I thought that Tua made the most of what he had out there with over 300 yards and two passing touchdowns. Granted, the one blemish was that interception. But I, I credit this loss strictly to the defense. Yeah, and, and even some questionable play calling. And, and we've spoken about it numerous times, right, where it's like who's the person really game planning for the offense week in, week out? It can't be a fucking carousel of people no. saying, hey, I have my input. Hey, you have your input. Hey, you have your input. That's not going to work. It's not working for us. It's not working. So even in spite of that, again, Tool was going out there having a great game, playing well. And even with all of that, it still didn't look like it was enough, right? And I don't know if it was because of, the coaching staff, I don't know if it's the defensive setup. I don't know if it's the scheme. I don't know what it is, but we always find a way to, like, falter and stall and not make a good decision and miss a tackle and never just really be clean. We never played, like, a real clean football game. Now we've lost five straight games, bro. We lost to a team that hadn't won in 20 straight games. Won our first game on the road in Foxborough. And, it's been and shit I've lost since five that. straight games. I don't know what to do with Coach Flo and his staff. I don't. Because a part of me wants to say, it's not him. It's the players. The players aren't that good, right? 
But then I look at the players and I'm like, okay, who's trying hard? Well, Tua's trying hard. These tight ends are trying hard. Waddle is definitely trying hard, right? Trying to impress. Okay, what about on offense? Okay, hey, man, that Eichenberg kid looks like he really wants to play. Center is looking solid. I don't know about the rest of the other guys. Hmm. What about the rest of my wide receivers? Nah, not really. What about my other defensive backs? They didn't really show anything, right, when they got an opportunity to step up. Linebackers played great, right? Baker and them boys, they did their thing. But nah, I don't know. I wouldn't even say that, man, because James Robinson had his, his day. Yeah, you know, but that's also from being on the field so much, you know, it's, it's from being on the field so much. And, I, again, like, I don't know what to point at to say this is the issue because at this point right now in the season, it's obvious that everything is an issue. We can't be – we can't be 0-5 in the I, last I, five games. Actually, I, when you, you've played – Bad teams. No, 100%. But to go back to it, the defense, we always, we talk about the defense being so good. Granted, we're out two of our main players on defense, but still, where's that Where's that front seven at? We had the time of possession was 32 minutes and 40 seconds for the Dolphins yeah. versus 27-20. So to my point, the defense wasn't out there as often. Uh, we had the offense out there more often than the defense was out there. And the defense just is not clicking. We're not doing the right things. Stop. I'm going to keep saying this, bro. Where <laughs> is Jalen Phillips? Where is the kid? First round pick for what? That guy's big for nothing, bro. He's I getting, see nothing out of him. Listen, you, you can't expect, and I've already told you this, Doc. If you think this guy's going to go out there and just be a monster and get sacks left and right, you're tripping. As a first round pick, that's what I expect. So nobody, I'm sorry. No, oh, I'm sorry. Close. You're, you're tripping. Waddle's getting 10 catches a game, Papa. He's putting in work. He's doing his thing. Before, before, Get one sack. Before, Get one sack in six games. He already has that. He has more than two sacks. Again, you're not paying attention to the things that he, that he does well. Mind you, he has three guys in front of him in the rotation. So it's not even like he's the first guy up getting 40 snaps a game, Doug. You got to relax with this guy. Though. I don't know, man. He's not going to He's I, not going to do that. For a first round pick, you know he's what? not doing it for me. And even that points more to my favor. If you think that that's the that that's the issue that the first round pick should be doing that much more, then by all means, Tua should be out, Phillips should be out, and everybody who picked him should be out. Because those are all first round picks. But why would you why would you cap Tua though? Because he's another first round pick who's not doing what other first round picks are doing. No, 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 no. Then no, we no. can't look at it like that. No, because that no, you're now you're conflating two different things. Well, you <laughs> said he's a first round pick, right? Okay, Tua was a first round pick. Yeah, and we've he, had he's other... doing his job. He has the one win that we have it? this year was because of Tua. Let me ask you a question: Is Tua even the best wide receiver quarterback in his class? No. There you go. There but, you go. But he's but there he's doing what we need him to do. But if he's not that guy, then that again, the team is bad. The team is bad. Right, but with, it's not Tua's Tua, fault. We said that at the beginning of this, of this whole Tua, segment was that this loss was not on Tua. The, is not, the loss isn't on Tua. And I'm not saying the loss is on Phillips either. That's not at no, all what I'm saying. What I'm way. saying is he has been underwhelming to me as a first-round defensive pick. Correct. Need more of an impact from you, big okay. guy. And if we're talking about impact from first-round picks. None of the impacts, the first-round picks that we've had has made major impact since Flores has got here. Now, Austin Jackson... Not Tua, not uh, Phillips. The only one who's been really good since we got him is Waddle. And yep. and that's it. Because Waddle's been the one shining light. And that's only when they throw him the ball, right, whenever he gets a chance. And Tua, again, was able to find him on a lot of receptions for a lot of short yardage, too. It's not like Waddle was breaking the, the bank and going 20 yards a catch 
If you look at his yards per catch, I guarantee he's on the 15 yards, which is, again, serviceable for a rookie, right? But it's not what Devontae Smith is doing. It's not what Jamar Chase is doing. Those guys are catching 50-yard bombs, 60-yard touchdowns. We don't have that type of talent. Or maybe we do, and maybe it's just in the wrong position. All be it told, it leads to one, to one factor. The team is not good. The team is not good. No, overall, we're not. We're not good. Our we gotta QB, go, I got to go back to this, though. Our QB is not I, good. I spent the last 10 minutes looking this up. Our running back is not good. Our tight ends are not good. Our offensive line, our defense, we are not good. We are not good. The Miami Dolphins is a bad team. Yeah, all around. We're definitely All around. Uh, Jalen Phillips, though, does not have two sacks on the How season. many stacks? He has one and a half on the there season. There you go. Hey, that's the under, bro. Seven solo tackles. You're, you know, I, I understand See, where he's at in the rotation. Look up how many snaps he's played. Let's. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you time can, to I'll look see it if up. I can get that. But I'll give you one time and a half sacks, seven solo tackles, bro. You're not even in the see, double digits through. Name me somebody six games. else. Name another Come first on. round pick that that's a D line that's killing it right now. I got. We got to do more research. Oh, bro. you got nothing on that. All but, I'm saying though you is want he's Phillips underwhelmed. to come out here to have six sacks in the season, dog. Come Not on. six sacks, Papa. But you're a first round pick. Show me something. Show me something. Waddle has shown me something. Tua, in the time he has played, has shown me something. Okay. Phillips has not shown me shit. The only one you, you can say has shown you something is Waddle. And that's his ability to catch the ball when it's thrown at him. You haven't seen Waddle break down anybody and go for a long touchdown, a 40-yard touchdown. We haven't seen that. So we can't say that Waddle has shown us something. All he's done is catch whatever's thrown his way. He's good That's at that. That's more than Devontae Parker's done for us, bro. Great. But you know what? Devontae Parker wasn't a first-round pick. Thank God. Because I'm I myself even Waddle more. is. So if Waddle can't do that, which is what I'm saying, break the 40, break the 50, then maybe he's not a raw first-round pick either. I, I don't like your tone right now. So. I'm just being real with, the, with <laughs> how bad the team is, dog. The team is bad, dog. The team is bad. And you got and we and that's part of the problem with the Dolphins, right? We look at it and be like, ah, but this guy's solid. This guy, this guy's good. But we're looking at it as guys with an eye for some type of hope or potential on, on the guy that we see. So we're six games into this 2021 season. We're pretty much last in the division, right? We're pretty much the worst team in football, having lost to the worst team in football. Yep, they haven't won in 20 games. I want yeah. everybody to remember. Yeah. That. Uh, and no, uh, also, here's another stat line for you. No rookie quarterback has won in London in their London debut. Boom. There, except there you go. Trevor Lawrence this Stuck. past Sunday. Um, six games in. What do you expect for the rest of the season for this Dolphins team? What do we do? What do you, if you're the GM, what do, you, what do you set as the expectation for Coach Flo and the, his staff and the players? What, what do you do? For me, I think you got to – do some real hardcore evaluating in all aspects. You got to evaluate yourself, first and foremost. Coach Flo has to look at himself in the mirror and be like, what am I doing that is leading to this shit not succeeding, right? And it starts there. And then everybody else has to do, subsequently down the line, has to do that. And really take a look at what's wrong with the team and why we can't get the most out of our first-round picks. Why we can't get the most out of our second round picks, our third round picks. What is happening with our schemes that's not working? Do we not have the right personnel? Do we not have the right scheme? Do we not have the right, um, you know, training, abilities to train, thought process, whatever. At this point, within that organization, you have to question everything. You can't look at one thing to be like, this is our good spot. 
because the statistics, the stats are showing that there is no real good spot. Minus maybe special teams, where we know we have a good punter, and we know we have a, a, a pretty fucking decent kicker. Even then. You know what I mean? And even then, you can look at those guys and be like, yeah, but can they be better? Probably. Probably. And that's the state of the Dolphins right now. One in five. We got Atlanta coming up next. Then we play another hard team in the Buffalo Bills. What's up? We're, are we are we really counting on these Dolphins to bounce back and jump on some type of run where they break off six, seven wins in a row? Obviously not. Obviously not. But at some point, you got to play your schedule and you got to face the teams that you're supposed to face and you got to give your all and all that shit, right? That raw, raw shit. But you really have to look at this Dolphins team and say, this is a bad team. And even, you know, a couple people mentioned, oh, but Deshaun Watson, he could come in and turn... He's not fixing this shit, bro. Nobody's fixing this shit. There's a lot wrong yeah, the here. Problems go There's beyond, a long wrong beyond the here. quarterback. You can try to point fingers at Tua and blame it on him. It's not Tua's fault, man. It's not. It's and, not Tua's and, fault. It's not. And, 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 and again, I, I, I'm not I really, saying... I really hate that. And, and I'm not saying that we got to give up on Tua or nothing like that. But we have to compare him to what everybody else in this class is doing and currently see where he stands. And if he's at the bottom of the bunch, that just means he's at the bottom of that bunch, dog. You know what I mean? And that, li- that list can go further down depending on the rest of the careers. Same thing with running backs, tight ends. Anybody who's been picked in a certain position, got to grade them like that. Where are you in your rankings with other guys who were drafted in your area? Are you doing as well in your snaps? Are you getting as much playing time? Are you, you know, doing enough to pressure the quarterback? Are you getting enough hits on the – are you making enough tackles? We got to judge it like that. And like that, we'll be able to see, yep, we missed. No, we hit. This guy's good. This guy's bad. That's it. I don't know, man. I just, it's been, it's been so, so disappointing, man. Things that were highlights for us last season, you know, that defense, uh, you know, Howard having double digit interceptions throughout the season and, and nobody throwing to his side. Emmanuel Ogba, the tear he was on with the sacks last year. Jerome Baker, how he was playing when we had Calvin Noy, you know, what he brought to the table. Uh, we're not seeing that, man. Like, we're not a defense that anybody anybody respects. If I had to guess where we're ranked right now in, like, total defense, we're probably 31st, maybe 32nd in the yeah. league. It's it's not good. And if it doesn't matter what Tua does, you know, on his end. Unless Tua throws for – 400 yards a game with four interceptions for five straight games, you, nobody's going to give him the respect that he deserves. Five, t- four touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I said, interceptions? Yeah. Sorry, touchdowns is what touchdowns. I meant, obviously. But, you know, like, that's the shit part. It's like, come on. I look at all the other things that he's doing, you know, like learning from his mistakes. You know, granted, he does make mistakes. He made that, like we talked about. He made the mistake on the pick. It might have been some miscommunication on that. And he made the mistake not picking up that first down when he could have by running it and sliding. But who knows? Maybe he's, you know, he he, he, he saw something that we didn't or maybe he's still afraid of his ribs. But he learns and he moves on from that. I mean, he, right. he, he just threw over 300 yards this game. When was the last time Tua did that? Yeah, it's it's been a while, dog, and, and yet nobody's saying anything about that. Granted, it was against the Jacksonville Jaguars. You lose team on to the, the Jaguars. That's what happens. That's the problem. Forget the stats. At the end of the day, you're the quarterback. You lose. You lose. Just like that, we were praising him being the winning factor when we won those games and his records as a starter. When he loses and he's the quarterback from beginning to end, you lose. You didn't do enough. That's what it is, you know. And look. For for all the shit about Herbert and stuff like that, just to kind of like wrap it up, 
Like Herbert went out there and had a stink game against against Baltimore, right? People aren't going to get rid of Herbert or are going to start talking bad about Herbert because he's built up to allow himself for that. He's had big games and he's won big games for the Chargers. We haven't won big games with Tua yet. We beat New England. First game on the road, we caught him, right? Cool. But now Tua's second game, we lose to the Jaguars team on the road in London. Hadn't won. It's a bad look for him. You know what I'm saying? It's a bad look for, again, the Dolphins. And just to kind of tie these two things together, right? You said Jalen uh, Phillips needs to do more. I can agree to that, right? He needs to have his presence shown more and not necessarily be productive, but be disruptive, right? He has 1.5 sacks. Next person above him, Chris, Chris Wilkins, he has two. Brandon Jones has two. Agba, two and a half. So even a rookie... You you can see behind some veterans from the U showing some type of life where it's showing me something, but it's not enough. Not enough for me to believe, hey, we got one. And that's what it comes down to when, with those draft picks. He, Dolphins are going to be picking in that, that area soon. And I hope they don't choose any Miami Hurricanes because I don't think we have any Hurricanes worth drafting right now. I completely agree. Hurricanes are they're in a there, rough there, spot. There is huh? something I want to talk about less than – the Dolphins. Yeah, you know, they're, they're in a worse spot, I feel like. Manny Diaz, get them out of there. I, it's not. Get I, Manny it, out of there. Start it, with that. Just start with that. It's, it, what do you it's have to lose at this that. point? But it's, it's like we were talking about with the Dolphins, right? It's organization, like structure, structurally how they're built, right? The, DA, uh, the AD is not really into UN football like that. He just lets Manny do his thing. Manny's trying to reach the players. He can't. The losing. You lose on the road. Adding up. Looking bad. And granted, the Hurricanes fought to come back into this game. They fought. And they showed a lot of heart. I say that speaks more about the players not giving up. Right? And we have to recognize that they're young men trying to go through some type of adversity. Playing for a team that has that type of notoriety. And not producing to the standards that people expect them. It's really hard. I understand right. that, you know. Um, but, like, even Manny said after the loss, he's like, you know, now we have to take a real hard look at ourselves and maybe not play guys that we thought were good or were the right guy for that position because it's not translating into the wins, you know. So, yeah, your performance can be up to your par, but it's not helping us win. I have to try something else. And we're going to see that now for the rest of the schedule where – you're going to see a lot of freshmen play. You're going to see a lot of sophomores play, redshirt sophomores, redshirt What do you juniors. got to lose at this point? You have nothing to out lose. There. And, and that's why it's, it's harder for me in college football than it is in the NFL, right? Because in the NFL, you have a 53-man roster. You cut 16 guys before you even get to that 53, right? With college, you have like 80 kids on your roster, bro, 90 kids. You're, you, know, you have to account for all these kids and be there for them in some type of capacity. So it's really hard for Manny Diaz to juggle that. On top of all of that, you got the losing with the big-name program. He's not in the most comfortable position right now. And it, it sucks because people want him out, right? And you can point to a lot of things to be like, damn, coaches have gotten fired for less here at the U. How long is Manny going to stay here? And then some people want to say, well, you know what? We should give Manny some time to go from the bottom and really reorganize the, the canes from the bottom to the top. I don't know if we have the patience for that here in Miami. So even though I think they have good players on this squad, like I've said before, 
they're not a, a team that has a bunch of dogs on it, a bunch of guys that really care about the university, a bunch of guys that really, you know, die hard for that. There's a small core of that, you know. Yeah, you got guys that are committed core, to, to the school core. that are decommitting, going other places. Because there's no winning here. There's no winning, you know. You want to come out here to party and wear flashy chains? Cool. That's where we're, that's what we are that's for you guys. Cool. But you know, unfortunately, it is. I mean, that's not what we want as fans, but that's what the kids see, you know. Yep. And then the kids that do want to win that know that they have a chance, they're not going to come here. No. Why would you come here? Why would you come here if you're if you're a kid and you can go to Alabama, Georgia, you know, you can even go to North Carolina State and get some cool Jordan gear. You can go play at Michigan. You can go play at Ohio State. Like, Pl- play, plenty, plenty, plenty of other schools plenty, that are relevant. Plenty. Hurricanes, not, not relevant. Not. And we're not going to be for a while, you know. This is a rough weekend for Florida football, man, altogether. Canes lost. It was rough. UCF lost to Cincinnati, and the Gators lost to LSU LSU this weekend. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. And none of those schools are really, like, where we thought they would be. I thought the Gators were at least going to be the one that, like, all right, well, you know, Florida's got one good good team. So did I. Now they lost to Alabama. They lost to Kentucky. LSU and all LSU. I mean, they're done. That's they're their season. Done. That's they've their season. been done. Uh, but the Kentucky time. game really killed it for them. But like, you're not gonna you're gonna shoot it out with LSU and not get the victory. But now, the, yeah. bro, talk about rough. And these next two games for the Canes are gonna be rough. At home against NC State, who's ranked 18th, and then following that at Pitt, who's 22 ranked, ranked 22. A lot of ranked teams on the Canes schedule this year. That's ACC college football for you. And they're, they're, Manny's going to have to thug it out, for lack of a better term. He's going to have to thug it out with, with the guys that he has. And if he's fortunate enough to get, you know, a pass into next season and say, you know what, some things went wrong, could have been you, could have not been you, we're willing to see, right, what else you can do, then great. He really has a chance to turn the program around. But if not, who's the guy? Who's the guy who's going to come in here and change it? I have no clue. Who else we can bring? You know, people look at Meyer and this guy and this guy. And it's like, chill. That's that's not going to help. I need uh, I need to know that whoever is coming well, in here next has to be extremely successful, extremely cons- like consistent from day one. And I don't think that guy's out there to fix to you. And it sucks, but you're going to be broken, man. Do you really think that Manny deserves another shot at another season? In in the, my hearts of heart, yes, but. Uh, with that comes a lot of changes, right? He has to, like I said, look in the mirror and, and realize a lot of the shit that I did to recruit, a lot of the shit to, that I did to make the school popular, a lot of the shit that I made to, to make the team look cool and popular, I have to cancel that shit. The chain, the rings, the this, the that. Cancel that shit. We're going to get back to a program that's about football first. If he can show that commitment... Right and say, yo, this is what we're doing. We're getting away from the glitz and glamour. Then that shows me he's really in it to win football games, right? And not just be like, oh, I'm the coach of the Miami Hurricanes, you know? And if he's willing to win games or, like, putting that commitment to be about winning good football games first, second, and third, and then recruiting, and then recruiting, and then recruiting, and then change and shit like that, then I'm cool with that. I'm cool with him getting another year. But if he's going to stay with that rah-rah shit that, oh, we're the you and, you you know, we're about this and that, nah. 
I'm not I'm not with the games. Bring it real or don't bring it at all. So that's that's I think how the process is going to go. You know, if Manny can come out there and really show some type of all right, hey, listen, we're not where we're supposed to be. We've really messed up a lot of things here. We have some players that we didn't really take advantage of, and now we're looking to get back um, on track and really move this program in the direction. Cool. Then I think you give him a, another year. Because, again, he's he has recruited well for for what it's worth. Maybe it just hasn't translated to the field. And I don't know if it means better coaching or better talent, but – in college football, I feel like sometimes you got to give a coach that time, you know. I'll tell you what, man. He's got six games left to prove something. <laughs> if he doesn't do it yeah. in six games, something. I'm not saying he needs to win out these next six no. games. I'm not saying that he needs to blow these opponents out. But he needs to show something to us that he's going to be the guy there next year. If not, I think that's an easy, hey, thanks again. See ya. Yeah, you know, it's 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 really going to come down to uh, doing something different because whatever it is that you're doing now is not working. You got to do something different. Same thing with the Dolphins. You got to find a way to do something different because whatever it is that you're doing now is not working for you. Whatever it is you're doing now is not working for you. Um, but before we dip, I want to give everybody a quick update on Chelsea. Got a quick dub this weekend. Beat a tough Brentford team, and we're going into the Champions League to face Malmo which I hope we can get a dub after losing to Juventus in our last match. And I just wanted to mention that real quick. That's all right. All. <laughs> Friendly reminder there. We got we to gotta get out of here, man. We got yeah, game man. three of the ALCS going on. Let's go Red Sox. I just got the notification. So, uh, But one other thing, man, I'm really looking forward to this Thursday. Hopefully we can make our debut in oh, 365. Yes. We're going to be out um, there. I got the video for last week's game coming out soon. We Stay tuned on the YouTube, obviously. If you guys aren't going following that, make sure you're already subscribed. We're going to have uh, week two, uh, yeah, the game from week two. Uh, Empire and Cartel. We're going to have that game coming up, which is a really exciting game. Yeah. Uh, and then Thursday hopefully this, football, week, this week we'll make our debut out there, bro. Hopefully we don't break a leg or nothing wow, like that, dude. man. Wow. <laughs> wow. All right. Anyways, let's go ahead and do this, huh? <laughs> hey, bro, it's flag football, dog. Um, let's wrap this thing yeah, up, bro. Let's do it. Episode 58 is in the books. Like Jarrell said, make sure you're checking us out on YouTube, Sports with Soso Podcast. Check it out. Subscribe. Leave a comment. Hit a like button. Let us know what you think. Follow us on social media, Instagram, um, Twitter, all of that good stuff. Sports with Soso Podcast. Shout out to CIC again for giving us this dope spot to bring you this dope episode. Forever grateful. Yes, sir. And Jarrell, we got to tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell another friend. To tell one more friend. To tell one more friend about this dope-ass podcast and all the dope-ass things that we're doing, like Thursday Night Football with 365 Football. And we're also going to be dropping some little promos for you soon. What? Stay tuned. Stay tuned, y'all. Peace.